0: You are listening to the Super Mom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 12. Welcome to the Super Mom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, teacher, and recovering supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, supermoms. I hope you're doing well. The weather here has been beautiful lately, so I am finding all these reasons to be outside and just enjoy this weather while it lasts. But here I am back in my son's closet to record this podcast for you. Today is a special episode. It's going to deviate from my normal structure because I want to answer this question Why am I so tired? It's just such a common question that a lot of moms come to me with because they have a hard time articulating what's bothering them. They might say, Oh, my kids are getting on my nerves, or I just feel off my game. I might feel lost. They might say that they feel stuck bored, annoyed. Whatever they say, it all seems to fall under the umbrella of tired. This kind of what's wrong with me? If I'm getting enough sleep at night, why do I not have a lot of energy? Why can't I get more done in a day? So this is why I named my podcast and my Facebook group is getting tired. It's not that my clients think of themselves as supermoms, believe me, but they work so hard and they put so much pressure on themselves to get things done and do everything right that I chose this title for them. So I find that there are five reasons why supermoms get tired that have nothing to do with sleep, exercise, nutrition, and hormones. These are invisible forces, kryptonite, if you will, that make moms feel like they are being dragged through their day, going through the motions and not feeling fully alive and fully present. If you ever feel like a zombie mommy, wondering why you can't seem to enjoy your life more, today's podcast is for you. So, the five reasons why Supermom is getting tired. Reason number one. You are arguing with reality. Wishing that things were different than they are will drain your energy. So this shows up as thoughts like, my kids should play nicely together and they don't. My daughter shouldn't resist going to bed at night, and she does. My son shouldn't play so many video games, and he does. My husband should help out more. My mother-in-law shouldn't be so nosy. Whatever it is, we we're like to argue with reality. And when we do, it causes us fatigue. It's like we have this invisible rule book in our brain that says how everyone and everything should behave. And then we get annoyed when our rule book isn't followed. This rule book shows up with ourselves as well as husbands and in laws and parents, bosses, coworkers, children. We even have rules about how our pets should behave. So I'm going to give you an example. For me, This showed up a lot with my husband. My dad was the most organized, self-disciplined, and reliable man on the planet, (laughs) an engineer by trade, and an upholder tendency. If you follow Gretchen Rubin's The Four Tendencies, he's an upholder, which means that if he said he was going to do something, he did it religiously. Every night before bed, like clockwork, he would walk around the house, lock the doors, the windows, turn off all the lights, etc. When I got married, I expected my husband to assume this role. However, I married an impulsive serial entrepreneur with ADHD and a rebellious streak. <laughs> this means he does nothing on a regular basis. Any kind of routine makes him feel imprisoned, even if it's something he wants to do. Well, I've been married for over 20 years, and I still wake up to find every light on in the house. It took me years to realize that my husband would never do things the way my dad did. I want to even say maybe decades. It took me a long time. He will never do yard work or put the garbage cans in the curb on a regular basis. But he can do a year's worth of yard work in one day when the mood strikes him. My husband is amazingly talented, very skilled, creative, and fun-loving guy, but it's hard to remember that when I'm stuck wishing he was more like my dad. When you can align your expectations with the reality of your experience, it will give you so much more energy and appreciation for the life that you are living. The number two reason why Supermom is feeling tired is that you are shooting on yourself. What is it about our culture that puts so many perfectionistic expectations on moms? Is it that we learn to put pressure on ourselves through school and our careers, and then we just bring that into parenting? I think a lot of moms think of parenting as like their job, meaning they believe that it should be hard work and that they're supposed to do everything right. The problem with this is that kids learn by imitation and we're stressing them out when we aren't relaxed, happy, and playful. There is no right way to parent, but we put so much energy into trying to do everything perfectly that it leaves us exhausted. Here's the common problem that myself and many clients find themselves in. While folding laundry, you're thinking, I really should get dinner started. You stop folding laundry and you go start dinner. As you're cooking, you're thinking, I need to send that email before I forget. At the computer, you see someone's Facebook post and you think, oh, I've got to get our summer vacation plans started. While researching vacation rentals, you think, oh crap, I have to go pick up the kids. But I should have scheduled that doctor's appointment while I was on the computer and I should have paid that bill. And we get caught up in shooting on ourselves. Now, this scenario causes exhaustion for three reasons. 1st We are putting so much pressure on ourselves with the words have to, need to, and should. These words make us feel like responsible hard workers, but also prisoners. Second, when we constantly juggle and multitask, we don't get the sense of accomplishment and completion that so many of us crave. So when you fold three shirts and then you wash three dishes, and then you send three emails, you never really get to fully complete the task and get that sense of accomplishment. Lastly, our energy goes where our attention goes. When your body is doing dishes, but your brain is thinking about laundry, your energy is split into two. If you're at work thinking, I'd rather be home, or you're at home wishing you had a job to go to, You will exhaust yourself without even knowing how or why you're so tired. Your energy goes where your attention goes. The number three reason why super moms are feeling so tired is that you are trying to control something you have no control over. So here's an example. I know a mom who has the thought, I can't relax until my kids are happy. With three dramatic kids, it's a rare moment when all three of them are happy, which means she has spent years believing she couldn't relax. She feels like she always needs to be available to them should they need her for anything. She's a loving mom and very close with her kids, but feels constantly fatigued and a bit lost. She struggles to take time for herself or do things that she would enjoy. This mom thought she could control their happiness, that if she was nearby, if she was around to help out with a kind word, be supportive, that she could make them happy. This causes exhaustion for two reasons. The first is that she wanted her kids to be happy all the time. Well, we are wired to experience a wide range of human emotions, about 50% of which will be negative. To live a real human experience, we need to feel happiness, but also disappointment, sadness, anger, jealousy, you name it. It's totally healthy for kids to experience a wide range of human emotions. So when moms feel like they don't want their kids to have a negative emotion, or they don't want to see them suffer or struggle, The moms set themselves up for frustration and fatigue because that's not a realistic expectation. The other reason trying to make kids happy causes fatigue is that people get to feel whatever they want to feel. Have you ever tried to cheer someone up or talk them out of feeling bad when they just would not budge? Some people want to feel negative emotion and we don't get to choose other people's emotions for them as nice as that would be. And when we try to control it, we end up feeling resentful, lost, and of course, tired. Because when we're trying to cause them to create a different emotion, have a different feeling, a different experience, and it's totally their business, then we are left tired because we have no control over that. We're trying to control something we don't have control over. Number four, you are resisting emotions. Some clients have an area of their life that they really don't want to think about. It's like a bedroom that's messy that you just want to close the door on and never look in there and never show guests what it looks like and you're embarrassed about that or you just don't want to go in there. So when it's an emotion, it could be caused from really anything. It could be a fight with a family member that maybe you've never reconciled or a job you got fired from, which maybe cause you some embarrassment, trying not to think about something that causes a negative emotion is super exhausting. But it's actually very easy to solve. If clients only knew how much more relaxed and energized they would feel for such little effort, they would not believe me. (laughs) The problem is that these unprocessed emotions can be so sneaky and hard to spot So I'm going to use an example from my own life. I witnessed a horrible accident while I was on spring break in Lake Havasu during college. I was on a boat with a hundred other people watching a couple of young men on their jet skis. One tried to jump his jet ski over the other one, hitting his friend in the head and causing his death. It was awful, like awful to witness, awful to experience. Just a terrible situation. Nobody else on the boat that I was on seemed to notice. Or when I like tried to tell them like, oh my gosh, this just happened. I'm watching this. It's like right there out in the water. I couldn't quite communicate it clearly or they didn't seem to care or understand or they were too drunk to (laughs) comprehend. I don't know. All I knew was that I was shaken to my core And I wanted to go out into the water to comfort, well, help save the drowning person, or I don't know if he died of a head injury or drowning, but I wanted to comfort the kid who just caused his friend's death. It was terrible. If you're just talking about it right now, I can feel myself getting worked up. It was traumatic for me, but I tried to leave it behind. When I left Lake Havasu, I thought, okay, you know, there was nothing I could do. I saw the police coming or the... Whoever the medical people are on jet skis that work at a lake, I don't know, but they were there. So I was like, okay, it's being handled. I need to separate from that. There's nothing I can do. And so I tried to leave it behind me. I never thought about it consciously, but subconsciously it was still there, and so, years later, when I had a kid and a swimming pool, I developed terrible anxiety that something bad would happen and my kid would drown or anybody else that ever came to swim in our pool would drown. So, really, anytime, not just our pool, anytime I was at a water park, an ocean, a community pool, I always had the thought, it's my job to make sure everyone stays safe. Even if lifeguards were on duty, like I was hyper vigilant around water and completely terrified. So this anxiety compounded when, of course, my impulsive, fun-loving husband bought a boat for our family. I was in a constant state of fight or flight on that maiden voyage. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. My anxiety was preventing me from doing the things that I really actually wanted to enjoy. I wanted to enjoy being on a boat with my family. This is making my husband so happy. So I knew it was time to get over it once for all. It was so... Crazy. Like once I figured out what the root cause was, it was so much easier. But I was a mess until I got some coaching and used the ACT tools to finally process the emotions of that accident I witnessed years earlier. Having a pool and a boat ended up being a blessing because it gave me lots of opportunity to rewire my brain and relax around water. Once I was able to process the emotions from witnessing that terrible accident, it freed me in a way that's so hard to explain. It's like suddenly I had access to a deeper level of relaxation and a reservoir of energy that I had never had access to before. So it's really hard to do that on your own, but there are the methods to overcome a so kind of suppressed emotional experience like that are really fairly simple. It's just that we don't know maybe what the problem is or we don't know how to walk through it on our own. We need somebody there to kind of help guide us and support us. But the results are so worth it. I can't even tell you. Okay, reason number five of why Supermom is so tired. This one's my favorite one. You are ignoring your calling. We are all born with certain interests, talents, and proclivities. Our job during our lifetime is to figure out what these things are and to use them to make the world a better place. That's what I feel like is our calling, to use your gifts and talents to make the world a better place. You felt called to become a mom. And now that you've accomplished that task and soaked up your new identity as mom, it's time to figure out what's next. What kind of a mom are you going to be? What kind of a woman are you going to be? So many moms follow what culture suggests, but sometimes this can cause exhaustion if a mom is trying to live a life that isn't quite right for them. For example, I have a client I'll call Teresa. She was an Ivy League super achiever. She knew how to be successful and rise to the top of any organization she worked for. And her resume was impressive. Her job and her family relied on her full time. But when her girls were about four and seven, she couldn't deny this nagging voice inside her anymore. She was honestly terrified, but finally admitted in a faint whisper that she really just wanted to stay home Bake cookies and lead girls on the run. To many of us, this admission does not sound sinful. But for her, she was going against her upbringing, her peers, her culture, everything she'd been raised to believe her life should be at this stage in her life. Once she gave herself permission to want what she wants and just admit the truth out loud. She relaxed and had many creative ideas and options for the next stage of her life so that she could design the next stage of her life in a way that worked for her rather than what she was told was supposed to be and look like. My other client, Mandy, was a stay-home mom. She enjoyed it for many years, but wasn't feeling as satisfied as she once had. There was plenty to do. She felt busy, but bored bored tired, and uninspired. She came to our first coaching call with the common phrase, I don't know what's wrong with me. She elaborated by saying, I should be able to get more done. There's all these tasks I keep procrastinating on. I just don't feel like doing anything. I've got a good life. Why can't I enjoy it more? I'm wondering, like, should I get a job? But I don't know how I'd find the time to do everything. When I asked her, If you had no rules and no fear, what would you love to spend your time doing? She answered, I don't know. When I replied softly, well, let's pretend for a minute that you did know. What's something you always imagined yourself doing? The line goes silent and the tears start flowing. It takes her a minute, but she finally squeaks out a terrified yet sacred, I've always wanted to be a writer. Ignoring a calling can be the source of your greatest suffering. We try so hard to fit in and live out our parents' expectations of us, but our calling never goes away. In fact, the longer you ignore this tugging, the more tired and irritable you become, Accepting this calling often means going against societal expectations. Otherwise, you would have done it by now. When you start living a life that's more suited to your uniqueness, your brain's going to freak out. (laughs) It will come up with every excuse in the book as to why you should not take action on your calling. I have coached so many clients into lives that they love, where they wake up every day feeling excited and inspired and so. So grateful they learned to overcome their fears and pursue their passions. I know the amazing life that awaits clients on the other side of those fears, but they can't see it yet. All they know is that it sucks to not take action, but it's terrifying to take action. And so they get left in this feeling of stuckness, which really just so often shows up as, I'm just tired. (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me. So for me, I love helping moms become the hero in their own life and to live a life without regret. This I feel like is my life's calling. If you're feeling tired and you want to get a glimpse of how much better your life could be, go to lifecoachingforparents.com/slash work with me and schedule a free discovery call and just see if maybe one of these five reasons is keeping you from a life filled with energy, productivity, passion. It's okay to admit that parenting isn't the most fulfilling thing in your life. It's fulfilling, it's purposeful, but there's a lot of things that go along with it that cause us to feel exhaustion and just not like our best selves. And so once you understand these five energy drains, this, this supermom kryptonite that's invisible and doesn't have anything to do with your biology, but we can create a life that's more aligned with who you're supposed to be and who you really in your core know you are. Thank you so much for listening to today's special episode of Why Am I So Tired on the Super Mom is Getting Tired podcast. I hope to see you soon, to see you on iTunes. If you want to leave a review for me, I would love that. It really keeps me motivated to keep going and sit in the closet talking to my son's clothes. <laughs> Take care and have a great day. Love you and leave you want a free life coaching session, go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question, and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.